In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. Okay, do you have a passion that is impacting others right now or has the potential to impact others? Well, does the gift and the passion for gabbing count in that? <laughs> Absolutely. We'll give that one to you. Thank you. I need, I need all the help I can get. You're making the millions off of your passion of gab, I'm, I might add. Welcome to Girlfriend It, where we want to rally you to do the remarkable. This is Patty and Lisa, and today we are talking with a couple of girlfriends who are morphing their passion into a purpose. Well, as you know, girlfriend friended is all about women just coming rallying together to do remarkable by sharing their stories by by writing articles we have a bunch of articles and a bunch of girlfriends that are already connecting on the site and i love hearing just what's happening in women's lives and their stories and their and stories are powerful we always love a good story and we always love to interrogate people to bring out their stories and that's what we're going to be doing in our show today. Well, even our sound engineer, Carrie Martin, has a blog on the site, which is phenomenal. So people need to really run to the site and look at some of the stories. Like you said, they're so inspirational and there are fan- fantastic tips and ideas on how to live your life with impact. Well, and I think so many times as women, we we can get isolated or we have a situation or something happen in our life and we think, does anybody understand? Can anybody relate to this? Am I the only one that has experiences or has these feelings? You are the only one that I has know. those experiences. I'm the only one in a lot of ways, I think. <laughs> but in this case, I love reading the stories and I go, I can relate. I understand that. I get that. Do you like how I pounded you the table? You did pound the table. Yeah. I, I'm getting passionate about that. I need to morph for that passion, don't I? <laughs> More than just your gift of gab. Yes, yes. It doesn't get me too far. <laughs> well, you know what? And that's a good point. So many times as women, especially, we like to talk about it, but we don't necessarily jump in and activate the passion. We want to just tell everybody what everybody else should be doing Yes, and uh, good at delegating. But it's great when, especially like our next guest, where they actually take something, they see a void and they go for it. They activate their passion. They see a need and they, and you know what? So many times... People will talk about it, like, I need to do this, or somebody should, and then it never happens. And our next guest, Jackie Wheeler, has, like you said, she saw a void, she I saw a that. need. I said it first. I want you, you did. Know. You did. And I'm going to tag team with you. Um, we are really obnoxious today, and I think we're high on caffeine. But Jackie Wheeler is one of those gals that has taken a passion, and with food, and just with seeing um, just a need out there and going, okay, somebody should do something about it. Hello, maybe it's me. And so Jackie has taken and, and kind of 
put her passion in a framework that truly is benefiting others. So we want to welcome Jackie Wheeler to our show today. And Jackie, you are pretty funky, and you have a, <laughs> uh, a, a just kind of a ministry going called Funky Freezer Gals. Say that really slow on radio, I might add. Yes, yes. Funky Freezer Girls, yes. Girls. I always want to say gals, but I really think it should be Funky Freezer Friends. You know I always say that. Because it kind of goes with all the abstinence, you know. But we'll go with Funky Freezer Girls since that's what you named it and called it. So I guess we'll go with what you call it. But welcome Thank to you. the show. Thank you. Thank you. So happy to be here. Well, you have um, a great story, Jackie. And we just want to go back because it just started recently. It's not like something that happened a decade ago. This, this happened in 2010. And tell us a little bit about Funky Freezer Girls and how this passion, how you took it and you morphed it into a purpose. Well, um, I had a very big need, and that was to get food on the table for my kiddos and myself that was not um, super processed and, you know, just good and not always peanut butter and jelly and nuggets. Um, and <laughs> I felt like I was that? the only one. <laughs> no, well, I, I don't think there's anything, anything wrong, wrong with that. that. I thought that was a staple. <laughs> <laughs> well, it still is a staple at our house, but I think uh, 24-7 is probably not the way I should have been doing it. So, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, so anyway, they, um, I just kind of was desperate and praying a lot and said, God, I don't know what to do. Help me out and was inspired by a couple different things. Um, realizing, you know, my family's small and so a 13 by 9 recipe will either be totally sick of it by the end of the time that we've been eating it or it goes bad. Um, and, and it just wasn't realistic um, to be making those all the time. And I had a friend who said, hey, make two eight by eight. And I went, oh, hey, that works. Eight by eight works for my family. And then she just read the other one. And I just kind of had this aha moment at that time, and it was really great. So my husband is usually at home during the what I call the bewitching hour where, you know, the kids are going crazy, bouncing off the walls of it and um, I just needed help I, I so that particular um, bit of information really helped me and then the other thing that happened was um, I read a blog and she talked about a freezer meal day that she she just cooked the entire day and t- for her a month and that was just a bit overwhelming for me because my youngest was about four three to four months when I was reading this and even though it inspired me it was completely overwhelming to think of that time frame and not only the time frame, but, like, the planning that went into it. And my mommy, tired mommy brain, was, like, not having anything to do with that. Um, but I could, if, you know, I could figure out a way to make one single meal multiple times. And if I could get a few people together that would be willing to do the same thing, and I could take home different meals, that would be amazing. And so that just really spoke to me. Well, and I love that because I remember years ago when my kids were little, there was this thing called once a month cooking. And it was truly when you, you got that was Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was like a lot of refried beans that I just kind of, you know, it was in a casserole or it was in a tortilla or it was just, you know, a side dish. Um, you know, you're really mocking me today. <laughs> Patty and I are not the culinary queens, just so, just so you know. So this was intriguing, but um, that once a month cooking, but what was what was interesting about that is you it, it totally messed your whole kitchen up, and you were cooking like about you know ten things at one time, which was just so overwhelming for me. So I love how you made this simple, where it truly is you find one recipe and you make it, you know, you just duplicate that. And I first heard about this almost a year ago, Jackie, when I was at my daughter in law's house because she is in a funky 
freezer girls group and <laughs> she had this meal she got out and I'm like what are you doing she goes oh I do my funky freezer girls and so she started telling me about it and I thought it was very intriguing and it it was very organized and very simplistic and very easy to do yeah. well, and we also yeah. um, our, our gal who uh, does a lot of our computer Michelle Lewis um, she was, it was funny cause we would go over to her house and she would have these casserole dishes going with the food. We were like, what are you doing here? And, um, it's just so neat to see that. And she was so excited about not only having a meal for her family, but tell us a little bit about what you guys do with the extra casserole dishes. Absolutely. Well, we, um, once we finally got our act together and figured out how to m- make it all work and m- work smoothly, we, um, Michelle actually was very inspired to say, hey, I can make one extra one. Can we make one extra one and bless another family? And I just love that so much. And I said, of course we can. So our group started about um, within three months of us exchanging, making one extra meal. So if we were making um, six meals for the exchange, then we made seven meals and took that seventh meal to a family in need. That We we all know them. So we just chose a family within our group of people that we know and have been blessing families ever since. Well, and you know what, that's what's so cool because it's not that big of a deal for everybody to make one extra dish. But if say you have a group of eight and everybody brings nine things, you have eight meals for somebody that's so easy, but everybody just doing one extra thing. And I love that thinking because if everybody would just think, okay, what is one extra little thing or extra little step I can do while I'm doing something normally and it will, it will so, you know, bless somebody else. And especially during this, these times, these economic times, it is, it is tough for some people. So for somebody to all of a sudden have like eight meals delivered, that's huge. That makes, that makes a huge impact. It communicates so many different things that you're loved, that you're noticed, that you're valued, and we're helping you just financially too. So that, what a great concept. Yep, we're, we're, I think um, in the end, most of us, even though we've been hugely blessed by the meals themselves, um, because it's helped the time with our family, but the blessing meals and the impact that it's been making has just really, for many, many of us, that ends up being like the end all be all at the end of the month or the end of the time. It's like, okay, who's getting this? Who are we blessing? And who, who's, what impact are we making on these lives? And it's just become just an amazing thing for all of us. Can you just share a story that where you, that when we have less than two minutes to share your riveting story, share a story of where this is really, (laughs) you've seen a difference this has made to somebody. Okay. Well, um, one that I can think of right away is I have a very good friend who knew that I was doing these meals and she was telling me about her neighbor who had just lost her husband to cancer and that um, she was just, uh, just very beside herself. And I said, you know, would she like to have meals? um, We don't have anybody for our next month. We would love to bless her. And she's like, are you kidding? You don't know her. And I said, it doesn't matter if we know them or not. And I went and delivered these meals, and we stood in her kitchen, and the three of us cried. Um, Just She just was like, you don't know me. Why are you doing this? And I said, because it doesn't matter if I know you or not. We see that there's a need, and we want you to know that you're loved and we're thinking about you. And... um, she just was so impacted by that, and she's since sent me some notes and has talked to my friend about um, the impact that it had on she and her boys because it, um, it brought them back to the table that they were afraid to come back to because her husband wasn't there. And that is just so amazing to me that God could do such an amazing thing from a meal 
to bring the family back together so they could grieve together, but also support each other in that way. Wow. And that, that is such a neat story. I know, um, so many times when you do think of making a meal for someone that can be, you know, so overwhelming to even, I mean, my, my arsenal consists of tuna casserole. <laughs> so <laughs> if you forget the tuna in your casserole. You've done that before. Yeah. Sometimes it's cream and chicken, cream and chicken with noodles without the actual meat content in it. But, um, <laughs> but that's so neat when you just, you don't have to think about it. Yeah. It's just a meal that you have that you've been, you know, putting together. So that is a great story. And Jackie, we are going to go into a commercial, but when we come back, we want to hear a little bit more just to simplify exactly how you do this. You put a template together. You can become a member and um, stay tuned after the commercial. We, we have some other things to unpack with Jackie from, from Funky Freezer Girls. This is Girlfriend on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward. With tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned, these pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central, on Doginet.com. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinrod, Friday afternoons at 2, 1 Central, on Toginet.com. Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on Toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa.
Well, this day we are talking about morphing your passion into something that really benefits others and impacts them. And how do you really take those steps to, you go, I I have this passion, I have something that I I love to do, and how do I take the next step to really implement that? And our guest that we've been talking to is Jackie Wheeler of Funky Freezer Girls. And, And it's such a great framework for really gathering women together, and it creates the friendship, too, because you're, you're coming together to share your meals. So it's like a party when you bring your, your dishes together, and then you're sharing, and others are benefiting because you're making an extra meal. So we want to take this another step. We want to get inside uh, the dish on Funky Freezer Girls. So tell us a little bit more about the framework, Jackie. What does this look like? Because I know you kind of package this, and you have this kind of down to a science. Can you kind of explain that a little bit more? Well, absolutely, and the, the my group um, laughs because when I'm not there, they they have a hard time figuring it out. So I kind of laugh at them. Um, basically, you you the first thing that you want to do if you're starting a group out is find some girls that you're willing to eat their food, which sounds really funny, but you know you find a group of girls that um, uh, that have the same need and have the same taste and have the same kind of um, thoughts on food and whatnot, and you bring them together. Um, we try to do like a once a month. Um, we make, I just keep it super simple. There's lots of different ways to do it, but you know, make the number of meals that we need to make and bring it to the thing. We don't need to do sides or anything like that. I, I don't have time to do all that. Neither do my, my girlfriends in my group. Um, so we uh, come together the first Friday of the month. And if there's eight of us, then we make eight meals and we leave the, leave with seven and we leave one for our ministry meal. And um, we have, we just make the meals that we know that our families will enjoy. Um, so it, whether that's a casserole or a marinated meat or a lasagna or whatever that is, makes it super simple. And um, we just kind of communicate through Facebook and um, some of the event, you know, event planning things on there. We have everyone RSVP and we ask that everyone kind of say what they're bringing. So we don't have, not that we wouldn't eat 15 lasagnas, but we would prefer to have maybe a variety that particular month. So that's kind of a kind of the gist of it. You just come together and um, exchange and enjoy your meals. And we just are so blessed by it all. Okay, so Jackie, be, me yeah. being the the non cook, um, you really have to simplify this. <laughs> so okay, when you when you are there and you're all meeting, you come with the meals already prepared. So I the I agree. Yes. Yeah. I bring eight yep. casserole, eight lasagnas. Then at the end of our meeting, when we do all of our exchanges, I walk away with eight different casseroles. And then we talk about what we're going to bring the next month. There uh, at this meeting. Well, we can talk about that at the meeting. Uh, we usually, um, when we're exchanging, we talk about who our next month uh, ministry meal may be going to. Um, but mostly all of that communication about like what's being made happens on the invitation. So here's, I send out a reminder that's that about two weeks out that says, Hey, it's coming up. So start looking at your ads and you know, that kind of thing. And then I send out the actual invitation that says who's coming, please RSVP. So we know how many, so I have a head count. And then by that number, then I can send out a quickie email by, cause I give them a date to RSVP by and, well, when I know how many, I tell everyone, okay, here's how many meals you need to bring. And they make their meals at their home, and they bring them to the exchange, already made, already ready, so that we can just put them in our freezer and pull them out when we need to. Does so that help? I, 
Are you guys exchanging the, the recipes then, or do I am I responsible to go find some great casserole? <laughs> well, we exchange recipes too, yes. Yeah. So everyone is to bring whatever meal that they made if they haven't already made it before. Then if it's a new recipe, they bring their recipe along. So we've had several people steal other people's recipes and make, you know, I say steal, they're not really doing that, but you know, use the other people's recipes that they've really liked or their families have really liked and they re, re reuse them. We have some um, tried and true that like our pool, my pool pork recipe is like multiple people have made that and it's because everyone loves it so much. The whole family loves it so much. So we bring our recipes with the meals with our, all the directions on how to, um, prepare your meal for later, whether that's a label on top of it or a, um, or the recipe that's attached to it. And, the, and we make sure that all of the ministry meals are also labeled so that they have know how to make them. I get a lot of calls every now and then. My label fell off. How do I make this? So it's kind of interesting. <laughs> okay, yeah. See, I never even thought of that. You have to have the label to show what to do with it next. Mm-hmm. Yep. You need you to make, make sure it's completely labeled. With the directions. With the directions. Yes, ah, yes. Yep, like yes. the store. Yeah. <laughs> it's these details that kind of hang you up sometimes when you don't cook, you know? It's like, oh, okay, there's a temperature in the oven. Oh, there's a place. Um, I just had a funky freezer meal this week as I went over to my daughter-in-law and son's house, and she had pulled one out, and it was it was delicious. And it was so fun because they're all in the same, like you said, they're all in the same type of di- um serving dish they're all the same same proportions and so there's you know there's this pattern to it and it was it was wonderful and so easy and like she said the hardest part of it is remembering to get it out of the freezer for the day and you know (laughs) that's not you know if that's as hard as it gets and I think that's pretty good (laughs) yeah I think so too okay so how do people find you and what can you just share like one simple recipe that as a favorite that people like and that to just get them going? Because even people are listening today going, OK, I can't join a funky freezer girl group right now. But I, I just realized I haven't decided what I'm going to fix my family for dinner tonight. Can you give us a, a great recipe that we could incorporate tonight? And I'm going to make sure Patty is taking notes. OK. Okay. Well, how you can find me and um, Funky Freezer Girls, we are on Facebook. Um, and so that's pretty easy. You Google it now. You will find, if not Google, if you search on the, on the Facebook page, you will see two Funky Freezer Girls. The one that says cooking and, and uh, food, that it has like 4,000 people on it, that's the one that you want to click on. The other one is my original group and my exchanging group, and that's how we communicate. So if you click on the one that's the private group, I'm going to, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to tell you you're not invited in. So I apologize for that. But go to the other one, and you'll find all kinds of recipes and a great um, community there to talk about like what they're doing. Um, one of our favorite recipes from our group is um, one that my friend Jen Spencer um, sent me, and it's called shredded uh, turkey and bean tacos. So it's a crock pot recipe on top of that, so it makes it extra easy. So you can pull it out of the freezer, and if you forgot to defrost it, just stick it in the crock pot. If you're doing it fresh, then it works out that way great, too. So you're going to take um, the full recipe, not a half recipe, so a full recipe is six chicken breasts or chicken thighs. Uh, pop it in the crock pot. You're going to take an uh, eight-ounce can of tomato sauce and um, a teaspoon of cumin, a teaspoon of coriander seed that's already been crushed, and three um, tablespoons of uh, taco seasoning, which usually if you get those taco packs, 
so you don't if you don't have one of those large taco seasoning containers, a, ta- a taco season pack is perfect for that. You add that, mix that all up, and put that over your um, chicken that's in your pot pot. And you're going to take one can of black beans or whatever kind of beans your family enjoys. If it's not black beans, you can do pinto or whatever. And you're going to dump those over the top of the chicken. Go ahead and include the, the um, you don't have to rinse the beans. Just include everything in there. The, the moisture will help it all cook well. Stick it on low and have that cook for about four or five hours. And then to test it out, um, see if it shreds. Once it starts shredding, then you're ready to eat it. Have it with your tacos. Make however you like to season and do your tacos. Oh, and chilies are in there, too. The little, little can of the um, chopped chilies. And that's it. Super easy. Okay, and you gave us another great recipe. And um, if you go into the Girlfriend It site under uh, Lead It, it shares your story as well as um, a great pork recipe. So um, we would love, yeah, if you can even throw that, um, I don't know if you can throw that on the, on our Facebook page or uh, where we can find that recipe because you were going fast. I couldn't write it. I couldn't write it down as fast as you. I'm sorry. I will make sure that I post it for you guys on Girlfriend's It. Okay. That would be great. On your Facebook page. (laughs) Love that. You got it. Okay, so what advice would you give women if they have an idea, they have a passion, and they see a need, they see a void, and they're thinking somebody ought to do something, or maybe it's me, but I don't know what to do. We always like to hear how people got started, how they put their passion into motion for a purpose. So can you give us just a few things that you implemented that you did to get going? Um, Well, the the biggest thing that I did, and I think that – it, I think that anybody that it, it wants to have a passion and wants have a passion and wants to figure it out is I just prayerfully just that I you know, prayerfully said help me God because I don't know which way I'm going and so I was very prayerful about that and He just really put in place some people that were able to inspire me to along the path to go oh okay if I do this then I can make this happen and if I if I oh I see that this person is okay I see that. I'm not able to do those specific things, but, hey, I can do this. And once you figure out what that I can do is, then move forward. Then then put that in place and put one foot in front of the other and take a deep breath and just go for it is, is kind of what I have to say. Because if you don't, then you'll always be in that, huh, I wonder what would have happened if. Mm-hmm. And it's, there's no reason to not try um, I think at Thomas Edison, how many times did he fail before he figured it out? I mean, he put one foot in front of the other all the time and has amazing results from that. And if he had stopped because he went, oh, okay, that didn't work this time, then we would never have some of the amazing things that we have today from him. So anyway, just one foot in front of the other and carefully go forward is my advice on that. And that is a great tip um, and, and both of those is really to commit it to prayer, see what God wants to do, let him lead. And then the thing, too, which I love is you, we don't always know what it's going to look like. And generally, God morphs it into something even beyond. And I'm sure you would say that is right now. Funky Freezer Girls is beyond what you ever anticipated. You were just trying to start, see a need, you know, and do something small. And then God is into multipl- multiplication. And with that, we're going to take a break. In just a minute, we want to thank Jackie we for being our guest as she's with Funky Freezer Girls. You can see more on Girlfriend It and by going to her Facebook. Stay with us. We'll be right back. 
This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. Season me is on Togginap. A delightful, thoughtful, serious, and not-so-serious call-in show with Cecil Murphy and Twyla Belk. Tuesday nights at 8, 7 central on toginet.com. You know Cease is the veteran author from 90 Minutes in Heaven, Gifted Hands, When a Man You Loved Was Abused, and many other books, as well as a mentor for writers. And Twyla Belk is an effervescent force known as the Gotta Tell Somebody Gal. She's also a writer and motivational speaker who's always bragging on God. For more on Cecil Murphy, go to his website, Cecil Murphy, that's P-H-E-Y dot com. And for Twyla, GottaTellSomebody.com. The show, Season Me, is a far-reaching, faith-based, shared conversation and call-in show with questions welcome. A chance to get everything out in the open. From questions about writing, to surviving sexual abuse, to the topics of the day. All from a Christian worldview to help you. Season Me, Cecil Murphy, Twyla Belk. Tuesday evenings at 8, 7 central on toginet.com. How to invest, where to invest, where to save, where to get the right insurance, what to do about taxes. Should I relocate my business or ever purchase a property? That's where Go To My Radio Show comes in. Join host Chris Holt Tuesday afternoons at 1 Pacific, 3 Central on GoToMyRadioShow.com. Choose the right financial professional and learn more about the products and services while learning the terminology and strategies used by these professionals. Go To My Radio Show is unbiased and Chris Holt, your host, will ask the hard questions and take calls to help you connect with the right professional who can help you better handle your financial and business choices. Go to My Radio Show is not a financial services company and does not offer any financial advice, but we will help you make the right choice when it comes to planning your financial future. And most of all, choosing the right program and the right professional for you. Go to My Radio Show with Chris Holt, Tuesday afternoons at 1 Pacific, 3 Central on GoToMyRadioShow.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Yes, welcome back. And we are talking about morphing your passion into purpose. And our next guest did exactly that. While working as a road comic in the Midwest, Zan from Zan Comedy won a radio contest and the prize was to open for Chanda. It's Chanda Pierce, right? We- well, you know what? I announced her. And uh, said her name wrong. So don't yes. ask me what the correct... <laughs> and that, that is why I asked you, because you were emceeing an event one time where you had to introduce her. Yeah, with 1,300 her. <laughs> people out there, and I said her name wrong. Yeah, that a little was... red in the face. <laughs> and it is Chanda Pierce. Uh, she's the queen of, queen of clean. And um, uh, when, when Zan got to do her opening, um, it paid off big and turned into an 18-month national tour. And this really is a Cinderella story that took her from comedy clubs to playing theaters in their arenas and churches all over the country and uh, all the way into the Grand Ole Opera. So we just want to welcome you, Zan. How are you this morning? Doing great. How are you guys doing? Good, good, good. And okay, you do have a Cinderella story, so you have to. Since I do have <laughs> your Cinderella story, you have to share I, it. I find it very, I find it very funny that you guys call it a Cinderella story, and I'm sitting on a bus as I talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 
Cinderella in reality story. I'm actually on my way to. Uh, I, I, it is a Cinderella story. I'm, I'm joking with you, but I am in transit on the way to the uh, airport uh, to LaGuardia in New York because I've just been in the city doing some shows at uh, Gotham and at the comedy clubs here in New York. So. Awesome. So. So you're yeah, not in a pumpkin carriage. I'm not in a pumpkin carriage. I'm not. Um, but I am wearing a bejeweled dress with a long wand and uh, wearing a long <laughs> wand and wearing and have a glittery halo about me. So, you know, a lot of people well, are Son, looking. But. Son, what you have to understand is Patty, uh, Patty loves fairy tales, and she lives in a land far, far away, we always say, and she always is in mm-hmm. her own little corner in her own little chair. Um, so, it's, it's a, so Cinderella really resonates with her. She loves that. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm very lucky. I mean, it was a life-changing thing. I packed up and fell over this uh, audition, which wasn't even really set up as an audition. It was just a call-in uh, radio station for one joke. It was my my yard guy called me up. He goes, "Hey, Zan, my wife listens to Christian radio, and you can call in and leave a one-minute joke and open up for this lady, Donna Pierce." So I figured, why not? I'll leave a few jokes. So I I won. I went there, and uh, I begged. It was supposed to be just one minute. I said, can please do three? And she goes, well, if you're funny, you can do two. If you're doing great, you can do three, and then get off. <laughs> so I did three, and I got a standing ovation uh, from the crowd, and they walked out, she walked out and invited me to go on tour. So, yeah, that uh, sold everything I owned and went in a rock and roll tour bus and uh, traveled the country. Okay, I, I love that, and that you just literally took that leap and sold everything oh, yeah. you owned and and went yep. for it. And so many yep. times in life, we we do it with one leg in and one leg out. And because we yeah. we perform that way, we perform that way. And so that's <laughs> literally jumped in with both legs and just went for it. Yeah, I do think that that's kind of the only way for to do anything, or at least it's the way I do stuff. I mean, you know, you can't lose weight if you're, if you're, uh, you know, most of the time eating well, but you're like, ah, you know what, I'm just going to have pizza and cookies and chocolate. Anyway, you've got to go for it, you know? If you're going to transform your life, you gotta, you got to go all in, jump in the deep end. That's what I do, anyway. Um, well, yeah. Point because so many people dabble. They want to. They want to make a difference. They want to make a change, but they dabble in it, and it, you really don't get anywhere. So love that you just. You just kind of got to go for it sometimes. So, you do, and I was okay. really loving what the person was saying when I, when you guys were leading in uh, to my segment. What she was saying um, about you know just doing something that you can you can do today to move forward in the direction of where you want to go. I mean, it's it's just so important. Instead of dabbling and thinking about it, and writing about it, you got to be active. You got to throw yourself into it literally physically so anyway so when you're throwing yourself into this how do you get your material i am always in awe of watching comedians to go are you just operating out of a vacuum or are you a good swiper uh, do you just look at life and just see the humor in it and you just pick up on things where, where does all of yeah. that come from where we're i think where it naturally comes from with most comedians is that naturally it's our defense mechanism against whatever things that we had to go through when we were growing up we were like well let's laugh it off. Let's just have a good time with it. Instead of, instead of, you know, letting, instead of crumbling under pressure, we kind of just made fun of it. And uh, so that's, I think, where it starts off is as a defense mechanism. But then the older you get and, and you get into comedy, uh, the more you do, you do see the lighter side of things. Um, I guess I get a lot of my comedy, um, sometimes it's really from anger and frustration. I'll think about what makes me angry and frustrated. But instead of getting all upset about it, I'll flip it and 
and make it make me laugh, and then I'll make it make hundreds and hopefully thousands of, of people laugh. Um, yeah. So you can tell you're whatever. in New York. You're already you're we're hearing the honking and all the other fun background noise. <laughs> yeah, I really apologize about that, but I was like, well, you know, it's live. Let's, let's see what happens. So <laughs> this is what's happening. This is what happens when you know when you're a tra- when you're a comedian. Uh, you travel so much every weekend. You're in a different place because you can't just tell the same jokes to your same hometown. People would be, you know, they'd be done after. You yeah. Know, uh, uh, a month of that. <laughs> yeah. We heard that last time. So. Well, since you're on the road so much, how do you stay healthy? I mean, that's always such a huge thing uh-huh. when Lisa and I travel. It's so easy. You walk into the, the hotel and they have the warm plate of, you know, chocolate chip cookies and we want that. And then we want that. Lisa has to have a little ambiance in the hotel room with all of her foo-foo coffees at 11 o'clock at night. And in the morning, you usually have the free breakfast. You know, how do you, how do you get beyond that and really stay healthy when you travel? Um, well, it's it's um, like everything else. You have to you have to um, what, would, what, would, what are the words? You have to uh, be you have to commit to it. You have to commit to health, just like you want to commit to anything else that you want to have in life. So, you know, you know, maybe a bite of the cookie or something like that. But for the most part, I just bypass it all because it's really it's not going to lead me where I want to go. And it's just uh, I, I like to sort of sacrifice the superficial now for what I could be for what I could have. And um, so on the road, I stay away from uh, sugars and I stay away from uh, caffeine. Um, certainly, you know, cocktails or anything like that are not part of my life. I don't need anything bringing me up and down any more than my life already does, you know. So, yeah, I stay away from, um, like I said, sugars and caffeine, stuff like that, and um, just try to eat super healthy with as many fruits and vegetables as I can, which I know sounds dorky, but it's really the way to go. And uh, then I also do yoga to um, – to help my body stay stretched out and flexible and happy living within it, too, you know? you got to do something for it, let alone just uh, diet. Well, and those are so all that's... such great tips, and I so cannot relate because I am like, I so <laughs> crave the sugar and the caffeine, and, you know, it's like, that's painful. But you, I mean, your lifestyle sounds very painful to me, I must say. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> no, it's so beautiful. No, 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 no. Like, I've never been happier in my life since I gave up anything that brings me up and down. And uh, personally, I'm a vegetarian, and uh, I'm even a purist in being a vegetarian. And I like raw foods, like a raw foods lifestyle slash diet slash whatever you want to call that. Because you're eating, when you eat things that are alive and well, you feel alive and well. So I've never had since, I know that you say it sounds painful, but I've never had so much energy in my life. I don't need as much sleep. I don't need afternoon naps. If I have, like, you know, coffee and sugar and stuff like that, I'll want to crash by, like, four and have a nap so I can continue and go do shows at night. But when I just eat healthy and get rid of that junk, um, I'm like the ever-ready bunny. I mean, I can just go and go and go and go and go. And there's so much more clarity of thought. It's just, it's awesome. I know it well, sounds painful, but I'm telling you, it's, it's the best living that you can have. Well, I, I it relate, is. I'm it is. It's you, even, man, and you are also a triathlete, so you almost have to, yes, have to worry about the toxins when you're trying to work out and everything. You guys are saying so many dirty words, toxins and everything. It's like, oh, wow. I'm just... <laughs> Suzanne, who has yes, been, okay, I, first of all, there's several comments. I love that you say, I take painful, frustrating things and I flip them into comedy that other people, because so much of comedy is, is 
rooted in the pain of something. And that is such a great way of looking at life to go, okay, I'm so frustrated, I'm ticked off, this is painful, but I'm going to see how I can flip that. So many people choose to stay in that uh, hole and create and be the victim instead of learning how to flip um, the disappointments in life. So the lot that you do that and you make it comedy and you make a living off of doing that, that's just like way cool. Um, the other thing is who would you say has been your inspiration and, and just in your comedy and discovering your voice and your voice for comedy and for making people laugh? Well, two things. Two, uh, like those are kind of two different questions. But one is, you know, who's been my inspiration? And how do I questions. find my I voice? That is, they were so, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I don't. So go for it. Yeah, no, no, no. And they're they're both great questions, and one they do lead one leads into the other. Well, um, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I would say being a female clean comic, um, certainly Shonda Pierce, who I've uh, am good friends with and opened up for for you know eighteen months on the road. Um, Paula Poundstone, Ellen DeGeneres. Um, I really like Jim Gaffigan a lot. Um, he's super clean, not only in the material, but in his presentation. He's so sharp, and it's just so edited down to exactly what needs to be said and nothing more. Brilliant. Um, love those guys and girls. And uh, as far as finding your voice on stage, you really just need to. The only thing you can do to find your voice on stage is to get on stage as much as humanly possible. And I'm finally just finding it now, really, after five years. And still I go on stage, and I'm like, eh? Like, that's not me. I went on stage last night, and somebody took pictures wearing a cute little dress and high-heeled boots and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wow, never wear that again. <laughs> Remember, I thought it was a great idea, but no, it doesn't really make me sound like the way I want to sound. Because I don't wear that 24-7, you know? you got to be your absolute vulnerable self on stage, which is really hard to do, especially when you have 200 people looking at you. Like, make me laugh, funny girl, and you're supposed to be vulnerable. And yet they're judging you to make you laugh. Ah! So it's a, it's a conundrum, but it's a lot of fun. Well, and that is so true. And we just, we're going to take a break in just a, uh, just a moment and come back. But I love it. It's, it's a lot of trial and error on anything. And I think so many times we want shortcuts yeah. to success. And yeah. when you talk to anybody, you, it, it, there's painful moments, like you said, that you need to flip. And there's the trial and error where you look at something and go, what, what was I thinking? Because we all can look at things going, what was I thinking with that? And, and it's right. always encouraging to hear from other people who are doing things that are just in the trenches, trying to make it happen, that we all are, are in this together, struggling and, and over having to overcome obstacles. And that's why it's just so fun to connect and have this girlfriend time. So we, we, we can't wait to just come back and hear more of your antidotes and of your adventures and travels. So we'll be right back. Same here. Lisa and Patty. Fun. Okay, thanks. This is Girlfriended on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. Fertility is an extremely personal subject. Tune in Monday nights at 9, 8 central for the Fertility Forum with infertility psychotherapist and expert Phyllis Martin on Togginet.com. This is the show about infertility, gaining support, and information. Phyllis will assist you in navigating the disappointments and decisions that often accompany the difficult journey from diagnosis to conception, pregnancy to parenthood. She is passionate about her work 
and is an expert in the donor egg field, bringing both her personal and professional experience to all she does. Ms. Martin has extensive experience in helping patients cope with infertility, pregnancy loss, adoption, surrogacy, miscarriage, pregnancy termination, and creative family building. She knows what you're going through, and she's here to help. It's the Fertility Forum with your host, Phyllis Martin, Monday nights at 9, 8 Central, on Toginet.com. Want to be challenged in a powerful way to leap beyond what you think is possible? Then join us Mondays for the Leah Jansen Show, every Monday at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central, on Toginet.com with Leah Jansen. Listen live as life coach Leah uses her coaching skills to give you the tools you need to take action and create momentum. You are encouraged to call in and share your greatest fears, challenges, and obstacles. And then listen as Leah obliterates those barriers to success. For more on Leah and the show, check out her website, leahjansen.com. That's Leah, L-E-A-H, J-A-N-T-Z-E-N.com. Spend one hour with Leah, and you'll be captivated by her energy, enthusiasm, and magnetism. You'll quickly become addicted to her positive attitude and make-it-happen mentality. Ready for a life-changing, mood-altering show? Then get ready for Leah Jansen. And listen live to The Leah Jansen Show every Monday morning at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, welcome back to Girlfriended. And we are talking with Zan from Zan Comedy. And Zan, you had made a comment about um, when you were introducing Chandra Pierce, you had that two minutes, you were, you were begging for three. Mm-hmm. That's so hard mm-hmm. to develop what you want to say in, in just a couple of minutes. I know uh, Lisa and I, one time we were doing a, a television show and the producer came out and she said, she did her countdown. She goes, you two better be riveting and, and walked away, you know, on the three, two, one, and then you were on. <laughs> And I remember us just sitting there with that, like, deer in the headlight look. Like, okay, this is riveting. So tell us, I, I always think that's fascinating when people have that, that one shot at it and, um, and, they're, and they're on. So, so what did you do in those two minutes to go, okay, this is what I have to say? Oh, I actually prepared for those two or three minutes for probably two or three weeks. Um, yeah, I, I think that... Um, Yeah. So a lot of people think that it might just come off the top of your head or something like that. But I think truly to to be successful in life, it takes, certainly at least in my career, it takes a lot more preparation than one would think. So for those two or three minutes, I thought, well, uh, first of all, what do I want to do? Well, I want to introduce myself. I can't go straight into something, you know, like the deep dysfunction of my family and making fun of that. People will be like, what is she? Like, who is this coming out of? So I did some introductory jokes about my name and how I got that way and, you know, what that means, what I think is funny about the way my parents raised me with this weird name and what I'm doing now. And and so just sort of introductory things, but I also, um, because I had never played a crowd that big, at the time I'd played maybe like crowds of 200 and this was a crowd of 1,600, I thought, well, I need to know the timing of how to tell these jokes, even not just which jokes to tell, but how to tell them. So I would, uh, I YouTubed Shonda Pierce's um, 
video clips and kind of like would talk along with them and get her pacing. Because I thought, well, her pacing works. Maybe I could do something similar to that and slow down. Because if you haven't already noticed, I kind of talk too fast most of the time. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so I just took some, took some time and uh, learned pacing and uh, really chose how I wanted to introduce myself to her and to her crowd because that was a different crowd than I was used to working with. At the time, I was just doing clubs, and this was a Christian event. It was the first church I had ever performed for before. And uh, like they always say, you need to know your market. You need to know your crowd. And I was like, wow, I don't know this crowd at all. So, so I, had to, uh, make, uh, I had to create material that would be uh, just perfect for them. So I did. And it all worked out so well. And now I love working in the church. Well, you know, it's, it's what you're saying is when somebody has gotten mastered their craft, so to speak, they make it look so easy. And like you're saying, you had yeah. two or three minutes and it took you two to three weeks to get it. So many times they just see that people see the finished product and they go, that was easy for them. They're a comedian. They do that. And it is always encouraging to know that, that it does take a lot of work to make it look easy and to do something mm-hmm. significant. And, and it goes back to are people willing to put the time and the effort into developing and, and refining their, their craft or their passion. And you really do have to be willing to put in those hours and that time, like you said, to rehearse. When you're, when you're deciding like what material to use and what material not to use, what is some of your, what is like a filter you use? Would I want my 12-year-old niece to hear it? Mm. Huh. That's what I think, you know? Is this something that is encouraging to people that's lighthearted and funny, that would pull you out of a dark place, that's not, you know, I, I never want to do anything that's too, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to be, I certainly don't want to be dirty. I certainly, I, you know, I'm not dark or anything like that. I want to tell jokes that are about um, what I believe in, what I care about. Um, and, and oftentimes those things are like just how to make peace with yourself in this world because there's a lot of pressure, and I think a lot of people are really overstressed. I was one of them, and I've learned how to manage my stress, and so now I do jokes about how stressful life can be and then sort of have advice and then punchlines within the advice about how to have a better life and how to live a more stress-free life and how to have perspectives that allow you to do that. Um, I know that all sounds kind of wordy and stuff, and it's kind of like, well, I don't know if that's too, too deep or whatever for, for your answer. But, um, yeah, I kind of try to think about, you know, how could I encourage my 12-year-old uh, niece? And if it, it wouldn't fly by her, I tend not to do it. Well, I think that's good advice. And I, I also want to back up because you're talking about, like, the rhythm of life, basically. And you're even saying the timing that you had to had to really work on, on your timing. How did, how did you work on that? If you have three minutes... How, yeah, did you get a coach to work on your timing, or did you just keep repeating it over and over in front of a mirror? How, what did you do? No, no, you, um, I, no, I certainly didn't have a coach. Um, what you do is you go out for one, you try to get the words out as many times as possible. So that's not just between you and a mirror for being a comedian. You really need to get on stage and have a bright light in your face and a microphone and the whole projection and all of that sort of stuff to be able to feel how those words feel in front of people. And are they too wordy? Do the people get it? Uh, you know, how are you, what are you doing with your body while you're telling these jokes? So you go out uh, from room to room to room or club to club to club or whatever it is and tell the jokes as many times as possible. Sometimes it's to a crowd of 200. Sometimes it's to two people and like six comics in the back and maybe two paid customers up front, honestly. But that's where you put in your time and you cut your teeth, so to speak, on these, <laughs> these, these rooms that are less than glamorous. 
so that when you get up in front of 1,600 people, you look polished because you are polished because you really, yeah. you went out there and hustled it. You put up, you, you know, at 5 o'clock when most people come home from work, you're lacing up your comedy boots and headed out, and, you know, it, it might be the last thing, and it often is. It's the hardest part of my job, I think, is just, like I said, putting on those comedy boots at 5 o'clock in the afternoon when all you want to do is put on flip-flops, maybe see what's on TV, <laughs> relax, you know. Um, the hardest part is just getting up and getting out and doing it. But once I get out and do it, I'm always glad that I did. And it takes, like I said, getting up and doing it, you know, uh, however many times, 50 times at least for these three minutes of jokes um, to see whether they work in front of a crowd. And then to get the timing for Shonda's larger crowd. Yeah, I listen to hers and I... Uh, to her videos, and I slowed down my bits so that everybody could hear them and the words could be chewed up and easily understood. So there was a little bit of that. But really, it's just lacing up those comedy boots and getting out and hitting it over and over and over and over and over. I know some people who will, who will have like a three-minute audition, and they will do those three minutes 35 times within two weeks. I just watched a friend of mine do that. Wow. You know what what, what you're saying is really significant. And I think so many times people are afraid to really to get out there and do it because they're afraid of failure. And what if I miss it or what if it doesn't go over? Has there been, and we all experience that. That's part of the journey of learning is learning what not to do as well as learning what to do. Has there been a situation where you, you walked off the stage and you go that bombed, I missed the mark. Uh, yeah, let's talk about last night. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's time. talk about last night. We want to hear. Oh, we my gosh. Can we talk about two late. nights before where I killed? Can we talk about two nights before instead where I killed? No, here's the funny thing, though. I'm in, so I'm in New York. I've never done clubs in New York, and I'm having such a blast. So, so two nights ago, I'd go do Gotham, which is a very famous, probably one of the top, you know, comedy clubs in America. And I go there, and I kill, and it's great. You know, audience high-fives me afterwards, blah, blah, blah. And in my head, I'm thinking to myself, thanks, guys, but in two days, I could tell these exact same jokes and just bomb, just die the terrible death. Sure enough, uh, two <laughs> days later, <laughs> it's a different room. It's a different crowd. I will say that uh, the audience at, at Gotham was uh, it was a nice packed crowd of, of you know, friends of comics and, and you know, whatever, a, a varied audience, you know, of different socioeconomic classes, da-da-da-da. I mean, it was it was a mix of people versus the second, uh, two nights later, it was, you know, I think I was performing to maybe like, maybe like 12 other comics and maybe like, maybe there were six other people there in the audience. I mean, so it was a small audience, you know, it was not a very gracious audience. (laughs) And yeah, I died, but you have to learn how to suffer through the silence and you have to be okay with failures. Oh my gosh. If I didn't embrace failure, I can't, I can't even believe, I, I can't imagine what rock I would be hiding under. I mean, you just gotta, you just have to. I, I think of all these, there's so many great stories about so many great people in life that, that failed miserably. Great, you know, whatever, real estate tycoons or whatever that had gone bankrupt three times. I think Dave Ramsey himself has a story of having gone bankrupt. I could be totally wrong. Yes. On exactly how many times or whatever he had to go through, but I know that that man went through success and failure before he made it really big. So you have to embrace I love how you said you have to embrace the silence um, because that really can be awkward. And I also think it's really interesting that you, it's just the way people are in their seating arrangements. I've been in situations where we, you know, just if, like you said, when it's a packed crowd and people are immediately, there's synergy. Yeah. There's all this synergy. And then there are other times when you're, there's a distance 
either between mm-hmm. the stage and the audience or I don't know what it is, but you literally, mm-hmm. since you can't hear, you just, you feel the silence and others feel the silence and you, if you don't just keep moving through it, you can just, like you said, you want to go underneath a, a very large rock and stay there for a while. So yeah. I, I but love Don't you that. feel like you learn so much more sometimes from your mistakes than you learn from your mm-hmm. accomplishments? Like at Gotham, you know, it was great. I, I lived on that sense of fulfillment for, I'm sure, days afterwards. It was like food <laughs> for my soul. It felt fantastic. But I didn't really chew up the set because it was so great. So I didn't go, well, what can I do differently? But you look at a set that bombs or something, you know, all right, how can I, what can I... What can I change? Well, for one, I don't want to wear those clothes. For two, I came into it maybe with a bad attitude because there's not enough people in here. For three, you know, you think about these things that you can change and grow. So, you know, suffering through the silence, if you use it in the right way, it's a phenomenal tool to grow. And I always figure, look, I want to be a comedy rock star like, you know, whoever, the biggest names. The biggest names had to have bombed. I would imagine 300 times before they get to be selling out these big stadiums. It's part of the process, so embrace it. Every time I bomb, I'm still living my dream because I'm out there learning what it takes to be who I want to be. It's not overnight. Love that. And we just have less than a minute to wrap this up, but you've said so many significant things. And uh, how can people... Oh, I'm so happy. I wanted to be significant. I'm sorry, what were your questions? I know. I know. (laughs) Silly and significant. Those are our two operating words. So you've been both this day, so you filled our cups. Um, But there's so much... We want to dissect because one of the things that we have learned is that, you know, one day if you can have, like you said, the Gotham experience where life is so high. And then the next day you can have one of those experiences where you go, I just want to walk off the stage with my head uh-huh. in shame. And we've learned to go just fine. Don't get too excited over the victories and don't get too depressed over the or the defeats, just kind of stay in the middle and embrace it all because there's always the good and the bad. And we have just had a blast talking with you, Zan, today. And we can people can go to Girlfriend It to see more about you and to find you and keep making people laugh and keep flipping your pain into um, a purpose because it is really working. And it's been a pleasure Thank talking you. with you today. Thank you. It's so great talking with you, too. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriend It, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. It's the show.